For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch from the Home Depot. Now, three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden, not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store. Oh my gosh. All right, let's try this again. Take two. You know, unfortunately, on the radio, you don't get a second take, but we're going to do this again anyway. Um, live from Live Mono Worldwide Studios in the heart of Little Italy, San Diego, the greatest city in the world. This is Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome again, Spreaker audience. Welcome again, the Edge Radio Network. Welcome again, you lovely, beautiful Veronica Mendez and Facebook audience and Mary Sterling. And good morning, everybody. Let's hit this again. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to hit the reset button. Um, technology wanted to kick me off, but guess what? We got right back on. Anyway, I, <laughs> so if you are listening on the radio right now and want to know what the heck is going on, so this show got started on Facebook Live, and it has just grown by the grace of God and has grown by the lovely people that are watching the show on Facebook. Um, so we are, we're getting things figured out. We've got some bugs in the technology every once in a while, but the video element in the Facebook audience is very, very important to me, um, just like you are on Spreaker and the Edge Radio Network. You guys are all important, but if you want to see what this is all about, you guys, please, uh, come check us out at Joshua T. Berglund on Facebook Live or just look up Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. Um, again, we had to hit reset on the show because we lost the visual element. And frankly, I like seeing my Facebook audience. I love you guys. And I also would love to see you over um, at Spreaker and, of course, the Edge Radio Network. All right, we've, um, we're have we going to bring our guest in again. I'm going to reset this. You guys already heard the intro, but I'm going to do it one more time. Um so Rob Howes, our guest, is a nationally recognized empowerment speaker, fitness trainer, and life coach. He is also the founder and executive director of a youth-centered organization called Worldwide Community, which was established in 2008 for the benefit of students in elementary, middle, and high school to experience various sports, athletic, and academic challenges in a positive and motivational environment. In 2010, Rob expanded expanded the vision with Camp Fit, a program slash reality show designed to tackle the childhood obesity epidemic by encouraging and developing kids and their families in the areas of mind, body, and spirit. Deep breath. Rob has been featured on TV One's The Roland Martin Show, The Russ Parr Morning Show, Praise 104.1, DirecTV, Xfinity, Comcast, DC TV, Show Dreams, and several other radio stations across the country and online. He has been a keynote speaker for several fitness and personal development events across the country and truly a passion for motivating people to live the best life now and on purpose. For the last 15 years, Rob has devoted himself to guiding people to a place of confidence, building their self-esteem, and improving their overall quality of life. 
By doing so, he has helped thousands of people worldwide take back their health, hit their goals, and live the life they desire. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a great pleasure for me to introduce to you Mr. Rob. He's got two cameras. This is tripping me out. Um, good morning, Facebook. Good morning, everybody. So good to see you. Rob, what's up? Let's do this again. Now we can't hear him. Oh, God bless America. <laughs> so look, I'm, that's funny. I'm going to cut this one off, okay? He's got two cameras. This guy's too cool for the room. Uh, Spreaker audience, if you want to see the, again, we've got all kinds of crazy stuff going on. This guy's got multiple cameras. You know he knows what he's doing. Oh, my gosh. This has happened again. Unbelievable. What is, hey, Beeline, fix your software. Gee, many Christmas. We're trying to do a radio show here. Anyway, good morning, Facebook audience. Good to see you guys. Mary, good to see you. Kathy, Juliana, Veronica. Um, we have an amazing Facebook audience uh, that comments on the show. They can ask questions with our guest, and they're absolutely fantastic. I want to give a shout-out to SoCo Cannabis Creations. Uh, go to SoCoCanna.com. Use the promo code LIVEMANA and oh, save wow. 10% and get free shipping. What's up, Rob? Let's do this. Hey, How are you doing today? Hey, listen, I, I, I love the way you, you got to be like water, man. Like Bruce Lee said it best, be like water. I mean, things are coming at you. You, you got to find a way to get around it, you know? Technology's not working. There's, a, there's, a, there's no window. There's a door. There's no door, you know? Dig a hole. Come on, come through the concrete. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta, sometimes you got to zip things open. Yeah, dude. Now we got Echo. Um Listen, I not nothing's gonna stop me from doing this show. This is this is to me, this is probably one of the outside of my quiet time every single morning. This is the most important thing I do. To, I mean, look, I do the show, but I do it just as much for my benefit because I love I love the audience, I love my guest, and I look forward to this as much as I do anything. I mean, I make sure my butt goes to bed at nine o'clock, ten o'clock every night, so I have. Fire and fury when I do this. This Man. is important to me. I, I I love this. This is my dream. And really quick, I, I don't want to make this about me, but I'm going to make it about me for a second. Yeah, yeah, please, because I got something to say about you too. By the way, <laughs> okay. So everyone knows it's no secret on Facebook. Everybody knows how bad I've wanted to do radio my entire life, and and I'm like being on. The Edge Radio Network and being live on Spreaker and, and being live here on Facebook is wonderful. But yesterday, I there was a the, there's a radio um, company that bought CBS called um, oh my brain fart <laughs> called Intercom, and ah. they bought CBS. They are the largest radio organization in the world. So I just happened to look on their website and they are hiring um, a talk show host. On um, like for a part time, and it's a paying gig. I, I I volunteered to work for free, um, because I want to do real regular radio. Like I want to be on the radio waves. I I know that I know that the online thing is way bigger, and iHeart's bigger, and and those audience. It, it's a much much bigger deal. Yeah. But because I dreamed as a child to be heard on a radio station, yeah. I had to do it, and I don't even care if I do it for free. Um, it's a paying job. I want to do it for free. Like I just want to be able to sit in a studio yeah. and have all that fancy stuff and buttons and, yeah. and, and I, I want to do it. I want to experience it. So I'm going to put it out there that I freaking applied for a job to work for free. And it's in so, because I want to do it so bad. Anyway, enough about me, my man. Rob, well, before we leave you, first, 
So before we leave, first, the one of the greatest books ever written in the history of mankind was done for free. Napoleon Hill, come on, one of the greatest think and grow rich. He did it free of his time. That, that book has transformed lives for decades. Number two, about you still. So I don't spend a lot of time watching Facebook live videos unless I believe they're going to benefit me. I'm very selfish. Unless I believe it's going to benefit me somehow mentally, physically, right? And so I was, I scrolled by, I saw one of your videos, and it looked like it was, it was just going to be like a hangout with somebody. It was a guy, it was a black guy, young, 26. He's from California. Guys, he works out. He forgot his name. We connected on Oh, Facebook. Purnell. Purnell. Purnell's the man. Yeah. He's dope. And so, you know, I thought it was going to be a regular conversation. It's like, you know, that's fine. I'm not going to watch this, though. It's a regular conversation. The conversation was so interesting. It was so authentic and, like, natural. Like, I'm watching this conversation, just watching y'all talk. Like, And before I knew, like, 15 minutes gone by, I was like, well, I'm actually watching this video. You know, you guys were talking about things here or there, but it was such a natural flow, you know, a natural flow. And it was some nuggets here and there, but I, what I what I'm saying, I truly appreciate, man. Like authenticity, this word authenticity. Authenticity. I struggle with it so bad. I just practice it in the mirror. Right. Authenticity. <laughs> that, that word. You know. That's what you are, man. Good. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> well, the the best part about that interview, and to me, was his attitude about being discriminated against and to look at that as a blessing that was a part unfortunately a lot of people saw the beginning stuff that you know is like what inspires him and 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 it's it was interesting but truthfully it's it wasn't anything different than that we hear every day from our amazing network of friends on facebook it's all it's it was inspiring Mm -hmm. but then when he talked about being grateful as an African-American to be discriminated against by the police and other people in society and his attitude towards that, I dude, yeah. that lit a fire in me because listen, I'm, I know I'm a, I'm a white dude in America. Like mm-hmm. I've been afforded every privilege and green. Is it a green slip that I basically have been afforded every right and the ability to be able basically get away with almost murder <laughs> because right. I'm white. I know that. I know that. I don't take that for granted. And so yesterday I had two gentlemen on that I love that were African-American as well. And I wanted, I, they have a lot to say about that subject, but the way that Purnell talked, spoke about race and being thankful for that inspired me even more than I ever thought I could be. Yeah. Um, I want to be thankful for that, but thank you for that shout out very much, man. But this really is about you and the work that you're doing. And, but before we do anything, man, I got to know, what are you grateful for today? Oh, first, wait, first, first, (laughs) I woke up because, you know, there's this, there's this thing you can go to is the U S census and you can go on Google and you can see like people dying in real time and people being born in real time. And it shows you like every second somebody dying. But every second somebody being born, like you don't know, I mean, blink, somebody's dead, somebody's dead. Like, oh my God. And not like an old person, but like people. So grateful, man. Grateful. Uh, that's, that's the first thing. I'm, I'm grateful that I have family, they're healthy, and that we have, we are in this land of opportunity. And I'm thankful that I'm not a walnut. You know, uh, 
I'm, I'm a human being because it's just like a one in 400 trillion chance of us being who we are. So I'm, I'm serious. It's a joke, but I'm thankful I'm not a basketball. You know, I'm thankful that I have this opportunity to create whatever it is that I want. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, you know. So I, I noticed something. I don't want to... I want to get into what you do because I think it's amazing and congratulations on your success, man. I, anytime somebody starts an organization, it it takes a lot of commitment day in, day out to keep it alive. And the fact that your organization has been around for 10 years, um, is with your, with your youth organization, that, that is amazing to me. Uh, so one, I want to say God bless you and congratulations on that. I want to, I want to talk to you. I watched your video about, religion today oh yeah yeah <laughs> wow so you studied you've studied a lot of other religions you've studied buddhism you've studied uh studied islam and but you consider yourself a follower of christ right tell me how you made that discernment like how you decided this was the right faith for me well i, I think it really happened because of influence you know because of where I, where i was born and what i was surrounded by if i was born you know in a different hemisphere I may, I may have been a Hindu, you know, because because of the influence and power of sure. it, you know. But most of my influences were Christian, so that's what I opened my paradigm up to. And really, all faith is opening your open yourself up to receive. Right. Once you receive, if you're open enough, so it was literally my ability to just open myself up and experience, and then then I dove in and study. And the more I study the more I began to learn of how just the thought of Christ right. changed the way my relationships, changed my perspective, the thought. I was like, wow, a thought? Yeah. So that's <laughs> where it all came from, you know? I love so, it, man. So, you know, I, I got a license. You know, I, I, I pastored at churches and um, sat in position. And, you know, and, and honestly, over, over the last year, really over the last year, I, I've taken a, a step back for a second um, because I just felt like it was just monotonous. And I, I get around a lot of um, uh, religious leaders who are really trapped in their thinking. And that's not what God is all about. I know that for sure. Like, I never met God. You know, I never met him. Or he. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure of this. I'm sure anybody with the omnipotence, creativity of putting stars and planets in the air through lungs, he's not going to deliberately separate us. I agree a hundred percent. You know, I, I a hundred and 90% agree with that. Um, I've always been somebody that has welcomed everyone. Um, and, and I've had a, if you were cool, then I'm cool with you. A Muslim one, a Muslim woman took me in when I was homeless. Um, you know, I, I have, have the faith I have because that's, when I screamed at God and got in a shouting match with him in a jail cell, mm. um, it was the Holy Spirit that found me. And mm. that's why I've chose. But at the same time, I completely understand other people's beliefs. I get right. it I, and, and respect that. And it's, I don't think it's for me to judge. And I'm going to make all the little Christians mad. But frankly, yeah. I've never, I, most of the people that frustrate me in this world are Christians. So, it's, it's kind of an odd thing. I, yeah. I think that we've got to show love and acceptance. And yeah, I think also where you grow up has a lot to do with what you believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it is our duty as humans to serve other people. 
and to love other people and to help other people. And it has nothing to do with skin color. It has nothing to do with, you know, who you worship or what, who you love. Right. It's about love. Love is love. Love is a spirit. You know, love is something that's inside you that guides you to want to breathe life into other people. So I'm really grateful for what you do though, man. I, I really, um, admire somebody that dedicates so much of their time to serving other people. I want to know though, what, who would, who would you say has been your biggest influence? Uh, a person with that flesh that walks the earth, mom. Mom's been my biggest influence. Um, I remember mom. I remember her from this. I remember her from a very early time, you know, from not having that much money to her just having to eat popcorn, what she gave us food, um, to find a way to, um, put us, get through law school, you know, to become a lawyer, the whole transition, staying up late, you know, working multiple jobs. Um, at the same time, dealing with a child like me, I'm a, I was a very special child. Okay. Needed a lot of special attention. I was, I was one of those kids that was grown by the age of eight. You were what? Grown. I was a grown person. Yeah. Because I had my own way, had it all figured out. And my mother was one of those people who, yeah, yeah, that, that's not going to work. Okay. So we had a lot of headbutting. Through all that, mom loved me unconditionally and I watched her grow. And you know, my father too, I'm, I'm not going to lie because I, I watched him go through his transition and I watched him become, be a provider, work multiple jobs, work at the firehouse all night long. They, they work these weird shifts at the firehouse. They work like weird shifts. And then he gets off of work and then goes and works at the baseball stadium and keep doing it and keep doing it. So I learned work ethic from him and her. And so those are my, those are my people that I could touch that inspired me. And then, you know, outside of that, you know, it, it's, it's, re- it's really multiple. If, if I stringed it down to one person, I would say Martin Luther King. You know, I, I wish, wow. you know, if I string it down to one person because of where he came from, what he stood for, and the impact he had without Facebook. Joshua, <laughs> you understand what this guy had to do to get thousands of people to come from all over the world to march on a bridge. Right. Before media. But it's the power of the message, man. I was like, this brother was getting it done. You know? And when, you, listen, I, mean, I stand for a lot of stuff, but if you put a burning cross in my lawn, I'm not so sure how my convictions are going to be. I'm going to be honest with you. I might get scared to move to a different country. It might happen. You know what I mean? I'm going to be very honest about how I feel about the danger that's surrounding me at the time. Oh, my God. This dude kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing. That's all, man. So what inspired you to work with the youth, man? I mean, I, I, I understand your mother's influence. My mom is the biggest influence uh, in my life. But what inspired you to work with kids specifically? Man, so I had a beauty of growing up in the hood and the suburbs, you know, mm-hmm. beautiful thing. But the way Buffalo works is, you know, you got the hood and then literally about a mile and a half, two miles stretch is suburbs. So it's funny. I experienced the same thing Pernell experienced, like being called a nigger and in the suburban area and being looked at as a different kind of person. But in the hood, you know, it wasn't like South Central, but, you know, yeah, I did get shot, almost got killed. You know, uh, those things happen. But understanding the dynamics of people and real. Uh oh, wait a minute. Live interview with Joshua. No, it's, you're late. Yeah, I'm late. <laughs> you better. You better. 
<laughs> you a reminder too late, dude. What the heck? Um, do I need to? Do we need to start over again? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's the beauty of growing up in that. But what I learned from both environments is that everybody, you know, needed they they needed some social assistance. They needed some, some uh, help. They were insecure, and their communication skills were terrible. Like they were just terrible. Two different types of people suffering the same problems, and it all started as a young person. Because right. as a young person, you grow into. So I, I kind of realized that. And then a lot of my young people were, were getting killed and dying and going to jail early. What can we do to stop that? Well, obviously, if you can pour into them early, you won't change them. But if you give people options, they make different choices. That's it. So... I realized by giving, starting a program and working with young people and giving them different choices and options, uh, it would heighten the percentage of them making better choices. So that that was my inspiration, man. Just understanding people in general, but uh, understanding that I can make an impact that can literally sh- shift the trajectory. I'm going to say that word a few, few times. I like it a lot. It's, it shifts the trajectory, okay, <laughs> people's lives. <laughs> right. Um. I want to give a shout out really quick to the Spreaker audience listening live and, of course, the Edge Radio Network um, and the Facebook audience. Good to see you. If you are wanting to follow the show, you guys can check out Joshua T. Berglund or Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. Uh, we take questions, live comments, lovely crowd. Hi, Jane. Veronica, Liv, good to see you. Kathy, Tia, wonderful to see you. Rachel, good to see you. Jim Weaver, Hey, by the way, if you guys need your credit repaired, hit up my man, Jim Reaver. Weaver. Sorry, dude. Um, an amazing guy, and he really does great work, so he can help you get your uh, credit fixed. Nick Harris, good to see you. Um, we are with our special guest, Rob Howes. And it's Howes, right? That's how you say it? You hit it right the first time. Howes. You hit it. Howes. Awesome. Howes. Awesome. Awesome. I want to ask you something. Yeah. How does the being called the n-word make you feel oh well it's funny because even then it it didn't bother me it was actually kind of interesting um like i know it affects affects people in a weird way uh but for me it never bothered me why Uh, maybe because i was so obnoxious you know I, i never really wanted I never wanted to give people the advantage of big, making them feel that, like they got me. So, right. so maybe maybe I was hiding it. I don't know. But I never affected me. What it did make me realize is that um, people um, have a very mean spirit and a mean streak. That, that's what I thought. We call it mean streak, which then infuses the mean spirit. Right. And, um, and honestly, it makes me feel sorry for them. It makes me feel sorry for them. Like, really? Like, that's where, that's where you're at? Mm-hmm. Like, like you're, I know what you're trying to do and you're trying to do that deliberately. Like that's what your life has come to. So I looked at them like with this compassionate, almost like belittling look, but kind of compassionate, like, wow, good job, buddy. That's when I was younger. Now it's like, hmm, you know, is, is that really how you feel? You know? Right. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's really, I, I have a lot more compassion in my older age, man. You know, <laughs> I'm a little more seasoned in compassion. Back then, it was like, oh, good job, idiot. Huh, good job, man. You're doing a good job. Way to go. Now it's like, oh, man, I feel sorry for you, man. What do you think? I know. So I, I, I know, uh, being from Oklahoma, um, not that I have to preface that, 
you know, you hear it a lot. There's, there's a lot of ignorance in, about race, uh, there. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, and it took, a, I mean, I, I didn't, it took, I was always accepting of other cultures and races and beliefs, but I know I've used the word before and I know I've used it in a negative way before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my heart and, and I, and I don't use it now and I don't like it. I think it's an ugly word, but I, what I want to know, like, what do you think the influence of other African-Americans calling themselves the N word? And then of course it's, you know, prevalence, not prevalence is prevalence, the right word in music where it's just in music nonstop. I mean, there's, there's literally songs with every other word is the N word and then it's mother effer and then yeah. blah, 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 blah. Like that shapes people's minds that are listening to it and white people like hip hop. Mm-hmm. How much do you think that the communication sometimes between African-Americans calling each other the N-word and maybe there's an A after it instead of an ER, but the fact yeah. is people still hear it the same. How much influence do you think that has on other people with them using that word in a, in a negative way? Did I ask that question right? Yeah, you did. Yeah, it's actually yeah. I mean, you did. perfect. Um, one, I would say that I, I believe African-Americans, I believe we, I say we people or the our culture came up with the NA, the, the GGA, mm-hmm. um, to smother the GGER and okay. turn a negative to a positive. Like, oh, what's up, nigga? What's up? What's up? Like, that's a cool yeah. thing. You know, uh-huh. oh, yeah, but that's, we changed it. You don't want to go nigger. Like, now nah, I'm a nigger. Like, he's like, transform. It seems you know? so weird, though. It, it, it's very strange. Um, <laughs> Just- we as human beings have, Proven to be the strangest species on the planet. <laughs> I don't know. My dog eats poop. So, I mean, that's pretty weird. Yeah, we're like parallel. With- <laughs> so, well, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I think when you hear black people say nigga a lot, it, uh-huh. it, it may soften, you know, uh, the, the, the strength behind the word. And it may seem like it's okay. It may open the door like it's okay. But Regardless, man, the whole thing's negative. It, yeah. whole, the whole thing is negative. Like, I shouldn't be calling you a nigger or a nigger because that's not what you are. You know what I'm saying? That's just, we should, we should talk and call each other what we are and we should speak from a level of respect. And I look at it as like kings and queens. Yeah. Kings and queens communicate like that. You I know? Love that, I love that. I, I, I hate that. I, and I didn't, I don't, I don't even know why. I just wanted to ask the question because it does bother. I'm in the gym. <laughs> I love hip hop. <laughs> I love it. And like, I'm, I know most of the words and I'm like censoring myself. I'm like, I'm trying to rap because like, God knows I can't rap, but like, I'm trying. And then like, I have to, and I, you know, I have to stop like every third word because I can't say it out loud. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, um, all right, dude. So I want to like, tell me, like you were talking about some early struggles in your childhood. Mm-hmm. When, what was a, t- tell me about a turning point in your career where you were able to kind of see the other side, where you saw hope, where you saw like your purpose and what you were supposed to do on the pl- this planet. When was that turning point for you? Uh, when I was supposed to sign a contract with Luke. Um, I was like, is it Uncle Luke? Uncle Luke. Uncle Miami Luke. Base, like, Miami two base. Crew? 
Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that that one. That guy. I can't yeah. play his music on here. So <laughs> I can't play one song off any of his albums. You know, I can't play anything. Um and we had, you know, I was hip hop artist. I still write hip hop. I'm hip hop And you know, I was supposed to sign a label, supposed to open up for a club one day, open up for him, and things just went wrong, fight broke out, and uh all this money was invested in this big event and everything fell through and I, I, I just kind of, everything fell flat. From that point, everything I had invested in that, in, in, in that career, like the fact that it dissipated instantly, there was nothing else left. I was like, I got to do something with more substance. Like that, that was all about me. Like it was just about me. And I realized that I'm never going to fulfill my life's destiny doing things that only, you know, lift me up for the credibility, for the credibility of me and my, my purpose. It has to be some kind of value given thing. Like what can I do? And that kind of opened the door to, oh, well, yeah, well, young people. So it, it began to open up and evolve over time. But, you know, literally just that career coming to a conclusion, you know, was the beginning, you know, like, okay, all right, let's, let, let, let's 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 create that dash between your birthday and death date on your tombstone. Let's let's work on that thing right now. You know what I'm saying? So, what are you scared of? What scares you? And and then the, and, hold on, let me reframe reframe the question. Yeah. In the pursuit to achieve your calling, what is the thing you fear the most? I'm I, I, I'm afraid. I, I would say that. I'll be afraid of my unknown ignorance. Explain. You know? So I, I'm, I'm afraid of, so you don't know what you don't know. And, uh, and I, I'm fearful and I don't walk in the fear of it, but I'm definitely conscious of it, of making a mistake um, based off the information I do not have, you know? And sometimes you can make a bad mistake. You can miss an opportunity because you were just uneducated. You can miss an opportunity because you were just ignorant in the moment and it just, it was there and you missed it. You didn't say what you could have said at the right time. And I could have changed someone's life. I could have, I could have saved this moment, but I just wasn't prepared. So the lack of being, having the lack of preparation, which will cause that unforeseen ignorance. That's frightening. Wow. That's actually a, That's a really lot. good answer. That's a lot of just said just now. That's <laughs> a lot. Wow, man. Um, we actually have a question. Um, Jane, the wonderful Jane Stewart. Jane Stewart. Uh, she, uh, she's amazing. Um, what are the causes or reasons for children and adolescents who become obese? Oh, so multiple. Um, let's talk about the top ones. Um, for children, it very often has to do with their home, their home setting, you know, and what their families are doing. Because you know, we are 100%, 100%. Now, over time, we change, but we are 100% a, a product of our environment. So if, if our family, if our mother and our father, our grandmother, or our caretaker is not conscious of what we're eating, not conscious of what we're, sitting, what we're being sent to school with for, for to eat and what they're allowing, it would just get out of control. Because kids will eat what they want to eat, when they want to eat it. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the problem. Um, so that... The lack of in it, the, the lack of activity, 
I mean, clearly we're in the information age now. When I was growing up, we played video games. We were outside running. But we played games outside. We created, we, I created more games than I could think of. Right now, everything is here. The only game that I've seen make kids move is Pokemon Go. Good job, Pokemon Go. You know, but besides that, it's the lack of movement. So the lack of movement and, and, and the home environment, I mean, those are the two biggest things. Um, and, and the, and the fact that the parents, they just, they just aren't educated. They, listen, Joshua, parents, they just don't know. I, my, my can't, can't fit. An eight week program, kids come there, parents sign their kids up for this thing called Can't Fit. They know what we do. The kid, the parents will bring the kids to the camp, open the lunch up, it's Pop Tarts, um, Kool Aid. Don't, this is what giving their kids to come to camp with. It is, again, it's that ignorance. It is no. So it's a lack of information, home environment, and a lack of activity. That's the answer. It's, cra- it's crazy to me. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's like this all over the United States, but they have taken recess out of school. That is that at least in I know in Oklahoma, the recess is something that's been eliminated. Everywhere. Is that what it's like everywhere? Everywhere. And I've watched it decrease. It went from 45 minutes to 30 minutes to 20 minutes. So now it's like 50 minutes. So now it's like, okay, recess. Okay, come back in. It's like that's wow. When they know studies show that the more activity that give the brain activity, endorphins wise, it actually stimulates the brain because the blood flows to what's called the hippocampus, which is in, which is revolves around focus and memory. And so mm-hmm. when you get the energy flowing, not only are they able to release endorphins and stress, but it helps the mental activity. We know this. What they're trying to accomplish, like deep, like. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure what they're trying to accomplish. I, I know they're trying to get more education into a condensed time, but that's even proven when you stuff a bunch of information into kids that their, their ability to retain it is even less. So all the signs point to what you're doing is not working, but let's just keep doing it. So I'm not sure, man. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Glenn says a lot of, pa- <clears throat> excuse me, a, a lot of parents just open up a can of food, plop it in a bowl and put it in front of their kids. Sounds like what you do with dogs. Um, they let their kids eat whatever they want, when they want. Salt, 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 sugar, 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 crappy carbs. It sounds like a song. Uh, yeah, yeah, I wish they could have recess in the workplace. <laughs> yeah, good point. I need, I need a treadmill for my feet when I do this show. It keeps me from moving my legs up and down. Um, really quick, <laughs> I want to give a shout-out to everybody listening on the Edge Radio Network and live on – Spreaker.com, um, and also you lovely Facebook people. It's good to see you. Um, we are with our guest, Rob Howes. I want to keep changing your name just for fun, like Howsey, like Rob Howsey, Rob Howes. Yeah, um, so when did you start? With, so Facebook Live has become this extremely powerful way of connecting communities, connecting passions and uh, interest, and everyone has their own little niche. Um but when did you start doing Facebook Live? And when you when you started, were you nervous? No, um, no, it was nervous because by by this time I had built everything up. Like I've been speaking for so long, so I just love it. I'm like a fiend for this thing. When I found Facebook Live, it was like I literally found gold. Like when <laughs> it was like you would you would think I had discovered America. Was, <laughs> Listen, get off your phone right now. Look at me, like. 
<laughs> I'm like doing this. It was unbelievable. I, was, I, I thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. I'm gonna shake your hand when I find you. It was. As a matter of fact, I actually found Periscope before Facebook Live. That was the first thing I saw was Periscope, and I was just blown away. I was at Six Flags, and I'm doing it. I was like, "Oh my God, I'm talking to the world right now." It's like four people on there. <laughs> it was like <laughs> going crazy. Because you know what? For me, I can always I can always future focus and future see. So I knew it was going to be. It's eventually going to be a platform where we can touch the world and give our message. Oh my goodness. Nervous? No, because like you said, radio. You like your desire. Yo, to just my life has been revolved around speaking to people. Like I've always wanted to do that, and that was my problem in school. I always wanted to talk too much, and like, and I have something to say. You know what I'm saying? I got something to say. So I want to say it to you. Okay, now. <laughs> so yeah, man, this is like amazing, dude. Tell me a time. Tell me about a time that you failed miserably. Ooh. Uh, when I um, thought I was the greatest husband, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I was never that disillusioned. <laughs> I thought I was. <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm grateful for Bill Gates. Wow, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go, Enos. Enos like, all the way from Jordan. Not, not Michael Jordan, the country Jordan. <laughs> That's not a continent, is it? No, it's not. It's a country. Okay, sorry, sorry, Enos. Yeah, I um, yeah, dude, I thought I was going to be a great husband, and um, you know, I, I call him, you know, I got a few gifts. I don't have like I suck at most stuff, but it's like a select few that I'm really, really good at. Like, and communication is one of them. Like that helped me. Like I said, hood. You know, I know white collar, blue collar, no collar. You know, what I'm saying I was able to communicate with anybody. Right. Then she came along. And she, she required, you know, spe- she, she has special requirements that I thought I was fulfilling. And I wasn't. And I was like, dang, so I had to get on YouTube and watch some YouTube videos, right? And find out, understanding what the love language is and all that stuff. Wait, oh, okay. I was, about to, I was about to say, you went to YouTube for relationship advice? Okay, love languages are powerful. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> Everything actually, I, I, I actually study how to become a, 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 a brain surgeon on there. It's kind of really interesting, you know. I know, I know a lot, but you know, so you know, I found out that all the things that I think are phenomenal and great don't mean anything. It's mm. all about what she desires and her thing: a card and flowers. It just means so much. If you bring me cards and flowers, I will not remember it by the time you leave the room. Right. Right her, the same way. It's like it's an imprint in the fabric of her soul. It's like, and I said to get it. I said it over and over. I had to finally get it. And so that helped our relationship. We went from, you know, you know, sleeping in different rooms to, hey, hey, sleeping together. How about that as a family? So yeah, it worked out. You know, um, uh, you know, I, I, I failed, I failed in business, but this was failing forward. You know, I failed by, um, just bringing a team of people together, rallying around the idea that is phenomenal, uh, and I'm just bringing folks together for the fact, for the simple fact of bringing them together. Um, and because, oh yeah, I know you want to do this. I want to bring you along. I want to bring you along. I want to bring you along. Instead of picking the right people for the position, I got to tell you, if you're building a business, ladies and gentlemen, one of the worst things you can do is just start bringing friends and family in because you want them to be along for the ride. That's a great way to. That's a that's a, a recipe for destruction 
I agree. Uh, Jane, I love how, by the way, Facebook audience, if you're listening on Spreaker or the Edge Radio Network, come watch us. You can listen on those channels, but watch us on Facebook and j- join in on the conversation. Jane is asking amazing questions. Um, and anybody else, welcome. Uh, we welcome your questions here. Uh, comments are great, too. Why do people resist change, uh, in your opinion? Ooh. Yeah. Wow, that's a good one. That's why do people resist change? <laughs> they First of all, a, a lot of times they are afraid of the outcome. <laughs> they, are, they are afraid of what change will do. Um, uncertainty has a, has this strange ability to make you fearful. You know, if you are uncertain of what can happen, then the mind just takes over what could happen. And so sure. just by that makes you pump your brakes. And some of us got the emergency brake on. I'm being afraid of it. When you, when, when someone truly can envision and feel success in their future, and the realization, there's there's a part of that that comes with a realization that, oh, wow, I'm going to step into this. Thus comes new responsibilities and new pressures. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, trying to avoid making this about me, but I liked hiding behind the mayor nickname that I kind of led people to give me. Cool. Um, but I, I hid behind it because the responsibility of being a public figure is not something that I necessarily wanted. Uh-huh. Especially if I'm an ass, yeah. I mean, one day, you know, if I'm grumpy, that's right. why I've been encouraging the Marco Polo app is because I can at least go, all right, I'm not going to hurt anybody's feelings unless if I intend to hurt your feelings, right. but I'm going to hurt your feelings. If you message me through messenger on Facebook, or you don't think that I've commented, you know, I, 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 I've responded to your comment in such a way and somebody gets their feelings hurt. It's like, no, I'm busy. Like I have a, I have a career that I have. And, and sometimes I'm in a hurry or I'm super focused on something. And so this Marco Polo has been a great thing for me. And I, not without getting sidetracked, I like that because I can control that message. But I have been very scared of using my name. And 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 so that this was a big change for me to use Joshua, make it the show, Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. It's It's another level of accountability that I have to live up to. Because now all of a sudden my name is associated with gratitude. And mm. if I'm a jerk, then well, wait a second. You're not Mr. Gratitude. Right. Oh, no, I'm a human being, man. I get mad. I want to bite people's faces. I, I, like, I I'm normal, but at the same yeah, time, bite, I do bite. strive to be a better guy every day. <laughs> hey, look, I get that urge to bite a face or two myself, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I, I will be the first March in a peace rally. I will be leading the spiritual revolution. Yeah. Put my name in the book of peace. You know what I'm saying? But I am a human being. That's and right. I figures. And I you just, you just don't know. You know? You know? I like that, man. I like that. Um, Robert says they resist change because of the fear of the unknown. Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. Nick Harris says, I don't believe people resist change unless they are told to change by someone else, the resistance when chosen personally to change comes from the lack of self-awareness and Glenn Spielman. Rob, what piece of advice would you give to teenagers who struggle with bullying in school? Bullying in school. Good question, man. What's that? Bring it back again. 
Rob, what piece of advice would you give to teenagers who struggle with bullying in school? That's good. Uh, the ones, good ones, ones, ones who are being bullied, and that's that thing is rising, man. Uh, uh, but I love the way there's so many organizations coming together to to rally against that. You know, one of the things, the, the first thing, the first thing that I, I would say is, you know, most kids, when they're getting bullied, they uh they don't let anybody know. Like, they don't let anybody know. And then what does, it escalates. So the, the first thing I would do is make sure that this thing is being told. It, it cannot be suppressed because that's when things get ugly and you know what happens sometimes at the end of that. So the first thing is, Make sure that they are expressing and letting authorities know to get it under control and then reinforce how amazing they are. Reinforce that it's not their fault and has nothing to do with who they are. They build their self-confidence back up because a lot of times kids, when they go through that, they feel like something's wrong with them. And then they, and then they suppress it and then all that. And so, yeah, I, I would, I, I would say that. Sandy just said there was another school shooting in L.A. God bless, man. And you know what? I I gotta I gotta tell you I, I have to say this, and I and I'm gonna say it because a lot of you have heard me say it. But for those of you who have never heard the show and you're hearing it for the first time, I am a product of not using my voice. Right now, I have a microphone, yes. But when my soul was poisoned, the path that I went down, I started off as a good kid. I started off happy and blah, you know. Every, I had everything in the world, mm-hmm. but then when I was molested and I was starting to be physically abused and when I was hurting and I felt weird and I felt out of place and, and I, and, and all of it in that anger and that confusion just bottled up inside and wouldn't come out. It, 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 it started to poison my soul and the rage that came out of me. I was a young kid and thank God for sports because I could use that anger and I yeah. could channel it to trying to hurt other people, and I did. And not, it's not good. It's not yeah. nothing to be proud of. Right. But when I didn't have that outlet anymore, then I started hurting other people that didn't deserve to be hurt. Then I started hurting myself with drugs and abusing alcohol and and, and just being a freak, and not in a good way. Mm-hmm. And. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if you don't use your voice, if you don't speak out, if you're being bullying parents, talk to your kids. If your kid's kind of goofy, and guess what? All kids are goofy and kids get picked on. You yeah. need to have a conversation with them about what, how do you, like, how do you feel? Like, what's going on at school? Are you okay? You can read your kids. They came out of you. They're part of your DNA. You know, if something's going on, on with them. And then if you don't, maybe you should put down your phone. Yeah, put it on and, and quit watching TV and pay attention to your kids because odds are someone's making fun of them. And even if it's just one comment, like kids call it, you know, like, hey, you faggot or or you're 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 a nerd and you're this and you're that. And then it, 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 look, you don't know how that, that kid you right. don't know how your child absorbs that and you don't know what it does to their mind. I'm 38 years old and I hear things that said that are said to me and I'm going, I have to process it out. And sometimes I just want to, again, I'm, I'm not going to say bite your face again. I guess I just said it. But sometimes I just want to knock somebody the bleep out. Yeah, yeah. And, right. and it makes me angry. And that's not a healthy reaction. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's wrong. But imagine your kids. They're so impressionable. you got to get them to talk. you got them. If someone's being inappropriate, you feel that something's off, you've got, if they won't talk to you, 
find a way, talk to a professional of how to get them to talk to somebody because it could save their life and you could be saving their kid from a lifetime of self-inflicted hell. Mm. Sorry, done preaching. That, that was a great rant, dude. That was a great rant. That's on point. I was about to throw some amens, pass a plate around or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. But I believe it. I know it. I know it with all my heart because I lived it, man. Yeah. I wasted so much life. I could have been doing this at, I had the opportunity in college. I, I announced a cheerleading competition in college and, and I was just a punk college kid and I did a good job. It was the first time I'd ever had a microphone on my face and anyone out, the, out, out there that knows me from the, my cheerleading days, you may remember that. I had an opportunity to be, to be, do voiceover and, and to start doing things like this 20 years ago. Or whenever, like 2002, 2003, whatever year it is now. Um, suck at math. But the point is, I was sabotaging that. I was sabotaging my own success because I was so screwed up in my head. But I did it to myself. I mean, I didn't scream out. I didn't have a voice. But no one knew what was going on with me. Yeah. And if you I don't speak up, you can't. You can't you can't live the life you're supposed to live if 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 you are internalizing the hate and the anger you got to get it out. Man, I, I'm telling you, dude. Like that that is so on point, and you are so supposed to not have the resources you needed back then to be a different person. You are so supposed to go through all the trials you went through because that exactly that's so weird. You, anything changes, you wouldn't be the Joshua was sitting right here today, which with this conversation wouldn't exist. It's really weird. Like you look back and say, you know, I can do things differently and now this is what happened. But honestly, everything adds up perfectly. What can we change? What can we impact the future? Right. But the reason I speak out now, the reason I use my voice now is because my life was spared. Mm -hmm. My life was spared. And because of that, I'm now with everything in me trying to express, you got to get kids to talk. Yeah. They don't have to go through that. The journey does not have to be that challenging. I mean, I, I really believe that, you know, yeah, sure, it makes people great to go through hell and they survive, but not everybody survives it. Not everybody survives. What if that time I injected methane amphetamines or ketamine into my system, what if that was the fatal blow for me? Mm-hmm. What if the time that I did so much blow that I was, I was ODing and, like, what if I died then? Then what? What is my story then? What is, what the, is the legacy that I leave then? It, 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 I'm just a fatal thing. And the problem is I would die, and then I would die with the legacy of, oh, he was just another druggie F up, right? Okay, well, here's the deal. I didn't deserve to live, but because my life was spared, now I'm going to try my best to encourage people to have a voice of all ages and, 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 but yet at the same time, if you can get to kids young and get the, and allow them to have a voice and to share how they feel, you can save them from their soul being poisoned because you don't know how many second chances you're going to get. Okay. Listen to me. I don't know if you do this already, Joshua, but I'm telling you right now, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to encourage you to do this. So what you need to do, man, is, um, cause I've, you've had a lot of these, I'm sure through all the shows. Go take this thing, download the, download the P4, and take fragments. It's like five-minute fragments of those kind of ranks. And these kind of conversations, when they get really rich, and put these fragments out and float them through Facebook and YouTube with a little, you know, had a little banner at the bottom, banner at the top. 
<laughs> I'm telling you, man, because somebody may come in and come out and they miss that, but they need to hear that. Like that was one of those chunk, fragment, pivotal things. You hear it and it's like, oh, yeah, man. And make people reflect and really think. I'm just, I'm just, that was just my, my three cents, not two, three. Well, I, I appreciate that. I hopefully um, will soon have editing, editing software and <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> I, but the thing is, I believe it and I, 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 I'm sincere in that anyone that's ever met me in public knows how passionate I am about this. And, yeah. you know, but I, I, cause I, I, it's hard, man. It's hard to sit and watch. And, and I feel when I'm around people and I feel them and I see the, 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 what they could do if they just let go of whatever was holding them back. And, and sometimes it's abuse. Sometimes it's a man afraid to say that they were molested by another man because of their fear of people thinking that they're gay or whatever fear people have and, right. and, and whatever that people struggle with or what are, with like, here's the thing about truth. I was the biggest liar on the face of the planet and I had to be to cover up all the different lives I was living. Now the only thing I really have is truth because it's the only thing that helps me feel free. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing that keeps me from putting myself in my own prison again. And your being in your own prison is worse than being in real prison, I promise you. I, because when I got out, when I got out of jail, or when I was in jail the sixth time and I thought I was going to be there for five years, I was free. I freed myself of the prison, even though I thought I was going to be in jail for five years. It was the most amazing feeling of the in the world. But now that I have my freedom and the opportunities to live in freaking the most amazing city in the world, San Diego, and I get to walk these streets every day and see people that, you know, are just amazing. And it's such a blessing. But the one thing I fear more than anything in the world is putting myself back in my own cage. Hmm. Hmm. But no, put put you the self-inflicted shackles. Yeah, man. Yeah. I didn't mean. I I really didn't mean to turn this into me. I this this is about you, man. I'm I'm so sorry. I I am you. <laughs> but you see the resemblance, man. I I do. <laughs> I'm not as pretty as you, but you know. <laughs> um, it's, it's we like. It's a real conversation. You go up, you got down, you're in the middle, like happy and sad. You think we're talking about everything, man. You know, real, <laughs> real talk, real talk, man. No, man. I, uh, so tell me, what are you working on right now? Um, this shirt, man, what you see here, the Fit World app, you know, I, uh, this Fit World is, is one of the biggest things right now. Um, it's the app that literally connects people all over the world. Um, you think about Uber, but for wellness. And so you, if you need a car, you want to go somewhere, you go on your phone, the closest ride you get. With the Fit World app, if you need a personal trainer, a life coach, health coach, dietitian, the closest one you get. Yeah, and you connect through Skype. And um, that's how we're building that thing. So I mean, that's that. I'm, what I'm doing, man, is I'm thinking about, you know, the future. Think about the future. We're already here, but, like, how will we operate in the future? And mm-hmm. 10 years from now, everything will be on your phone or device. And so why not help people move there quickly? And by doing that also, 
why don't we change some of the statistics? Obesity, hypertension, diabetes. Because the more help people have, the more we can help those percentages, man. So right now I got the first version of the Fit World app out. You know, people can, you know, get meal plans and measure their metrics and all that good stuff. And over the next few years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to download your app. Yeah. Yeah. I'm making a note of it right now. Yeah. I'm doing that. What um are you are you starting to look into? I don't wait. I don't know if I should ask this question. I'm asking anyway. Um, are you getting into virtual virtual reality at all? Yeah, I am. I know I know Zuckerberg and Elon Musk. They're they're really working. Like Zuck, I know Zuck wants to have this Facebook thing within the next five years. Like we're not just doing this. It's like boop, in your living room, Facebook, <laughs> not Facebook Live, Facebook Virtual. So it's going there. I know they're testing it out and seeing, you know, all the mechanics, but man, I'm, I'm into that. I'm, 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 in, I'm into the future, man. I've always been into the future, you know? The only thing I'm terrified of, because I totally, I, first of all, I love millennials. I, I love the way millennials think. I've always, I, that's really how, how they're wired is the way I think and how I'm wired too. Um, I like the idea of merging with technology a little bit. Well, first of all, it makes it more convenient. But I'm troubled by it to some degree because I don't know which element of merging with technology becomes the mark of the beast. And I really do believe that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm I'm terrified. I'm like, okay, God, what 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 is what is what is allowed and what is not? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> because I really the idea of having a net that will go over my brain where I can just download information and be able to go, I want to learn Kung Fu and, 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 and know Kung Fu, or I want to be able to speak Portuguese today. I want to be able to do that. Yo. It sounds amazing. Or Chinese. That's sick. Like, I want to go, I want to go to China, me and my six foot two, 245 pound body of, <laughs> of pure man meat. I want to go to China and just yeah, stand out like Godzilla and be able to speak Chinese. Guy. Oh my what? god! You're like a linebacker, dude. Six. That's why I was a linebacker. Um, oh, there you go. There you go. But I, I, I want to go to China and just freak everybody out because I can speak fluent Chinese in like every dialect possible. Um, I got the light coming to my eyes. Dad, it. I got to get some. I ordered studio lights, and Amazon said that um, they delivered them, but I didn't have them. Instead, I got somebody's soup bowl. I want to show you something really quick. Hold on. <laughs> you got a soup bowl. Hey man, get a bowl of soup, dude. <laughs> look, 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 look. So I'm not, so only the Facebook audience can see this. But I got excited because I thought that these are my lights that were coming in. And I opened it. Soup? A soup bowl. Soup bowl. It's a pretty bowl, but it's not mine. I finally looked at the package and I go, That my name wasn't on that. That's, that's nicely cracked the Super Bowl there. Man, I get sent all kinds of stuff that I open thinking it's for me and I don't even look. <laughs> they keep screwing up. The, the people in our building keep giving me the wrong stuff. So whoever Super Bowl this is, I'm sorry. It's pretty, but I'm going to take it back downstairs and give it to you. Is it, Ooh, is it Lai Min? She can teach me Chinese. I don't know. I can barely speak English, but if you can teach me Chinese, <laughs> oof. Uh, I'm a download of, of ballet. <laughs> I'm a ballet dancer, man. Just like freak my kids out one day. And come down. <laughs> my son will be looking at me like, yo, like what in the world? You can, you can tap. What is that? Uh, 
that movie Tap, I would be it would be amazing just to be able to tap dance like Gregory Hines. I forgot the name of that movie. Tap. But tap dancing sick, man. Yeah. And like get get a nice little deep house beat. Oh and, man. And, and, what? And, and, and then you're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, oh my hey, guess what? We are going over airtime. Uh it doesn't matter. Whatever. Um What's up, Spreaker audience? What's up, the Edge Radio Network and you lovely Facebook people? Um, hold on. Soup bowl, a light. I better get my lights today. Uh, let's see. Oh, that's very nice of you, Robert. Thank you so much. Um, oh, you need to put a link to your app. And um, people want people want to download your app. So there's a lot of people that are commenting on that. Um, people are really excited about your app, bro. Um, it sounds like Bruce Lee. So Lee Min, first of all, Lee Min, I want to put her on screen. You are an amazing human being. I really enjoyed meeting you the other day. I really like that. I love actually, I like meeting all of you people that watch the show. It always makes me happy. And Nick Harris and I communicate, uh, on, uh, the Marco Polo app all the time. So I'm encouraging all of you people to download that app. They really should sponsor this show. I talk about you every day. And I'm giving you free plugs. I don't know how you guys make your money, but you need to sponsor the show. And the other people that need to sponsor the show is Cauliflower Pizza. Have you ever had cauliflower pizza crust? Oh, my goodness. One time, yes. It's so good. Yeah. And this one, it's only like five bucks. It. I honestly, I will never. I mean, other pizza is good, sure. But, you know, the doughs can be inconsistent. And sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not. Right. This dough... It's just cauliflower crust. It's it's like really high in vitamin C. There's hardly any fat. Like I ate a whole cauliflower pizza by myself, and I felt like I could just go work out for two hours. It's amazing stuff. So these guys, like they need a sponsor the show too. Um. Anyway, so I'm completely gotten off topic, dude. I'm so sorry. Is there anything else? Is there anything that you have? Uh, for the audience, because we do need to cut the show off soon. Oh man, I, that's it, man. I'll I, I put my link in here. Um, you know, I, I always like to leave leave a word, man. You know, do it. And, and, and honestly, always always leave with you know the future and what you do today. To do something today that will impact you tomorrow. And that, like that's my phrase that pays. But I really want people to understand the power of their time, the power of your time. I want you to treat your time like oxygen. Your time is as important as oxygen on the same level because you're not going to get it back. That means the people you spend your time with, who you allow to absorb your time and what you're doing with your time, you know, because all that will determine your future. And literally, we don't want to resent our own life. In a way, you can make yourself sure you won't resent your life is by being purposeful with your time today. I love that. There you go. Rob, so for being on the show, I'm going to give you a cow. A soup bowl? Nope. I'm going to give you a cow. A cow? <laughs> I'm going to give you a cow, and you cannot sell it, and you cannot give it away. What are okay. you going to do with the cow? This, well, it, it depends. How big is this cow? It's a big-ass cow. All right. Well, I got some land in the back, you know. We'll let them eat some grass. Um, I won't eat them, you know. And then I, I'll, I'll just see what happens. 
<laughs> okay, so if you don't know, I ask. I usually say, ask about a giraffe. Yeah. But I'll ride it. it yeah, well, because I heard you're live and you were talking about cows, so I thought it'd be appropriate to uh, mention cows. It's funny, Josh, because I was gonna say, I was gonna say something about like, I got, I got people who actually do worship the cow, so. Yeah, I don't want to offend them. I was going to say something, but uh, I was like, "Call my boyfriend." Okay. Right. <laughs> See, I I listened to your line. <laughs> I think I think that's why you said that. I was like, "Okay, okay, okay, okay." Uh, oh, wait. If it's a Holstein cow, he can get his daily milk. As Arnold Schwarzenegger says, you drink milk? Milk is for babies. I drink beer. Get to the chopper. I can't do his, I can't do his voice. Um, (laughs) that's from Pumping Iron, uh, when he's making fun of Lou Ferrigno, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. You drink milk? (laughs) Rob, good to see you, man. Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, I please come back, dude. You were great. I, this turned into more of a hang than anything, but I, I like that. I like mixing it up, and uh, you're absolutely fantastic, bro. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, man. Have me on. I look forward to having you on the uh, Live at 9 in a few weeks, man. Yeah, man. All right, brother. See you soon. Thank you, man. All right. <laughs> that was uh, Rob Howes. Awesome. You guys are great. Uh, man. I, th- today was a fun show. You never know. I, it's look. It it starts off with gratitude, and then it just goes wherever it needs to go. And sometimes it's being silly and fun. Sometimes it's being deep and personal and uh, exposing. But you know, it's it's that's the the joy of just being authentic and going with it. Um, big shout out! Thank you so much to the Edge Radio Network. Uh, really appreciate your support. Uh, everyone listening live on Spreaker. Thank you so much. And you lovely, 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 lovely Facebook people, uh, thank you so much for joining the show as always. Um, Nick is saying veggies to stop eating. Tomatoes, what? Bell peppers, what? Beans, what? Cashews, peanuts, cut out lutens. I got to, is 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 luten, is, wait, cut out, are you saying cut out luten v- Vandros? Luther Vandros joke. my broadcast going away why does this keep happening to me anyway so good to see you guys thank you guys for joining the show you guys are amazing um almond and cashew milk have you had chocolate cashew milk that's good stuff too um i'm gonna research it good seeing you billy james thank you so much for joining the show um hey you guys have an awesome day Uh, this is always it's fun as always and you guys make it great if you enjoyed today's content whether you're listening on spreaker or you are watching on facebook live please share the video i could use the love i need some love i need a big fat hug too and a kiss i could use a kiss too um you guys are the best i'm out hold on you know what oh wait 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 i want to i was going to do something here let's see what this is wait All right. I don't even know where this came from. I was trying to find two live crew, but that didn't work. All right. You guys have an awesome day. Thank you so much for listening. Ooh, I'm going to play some bone today. Anyway, listen, if you guys, in all seriousness, 
Today is the day that you reach out to someone you haven't talked to. And you know what? Make amends. If you need to make amends with somebody and you need to tell somebody you're sorry and that you love them, do it. Don't waste any time. Don't waste time holding resentments. Don't waste time with being angry. Uh, do not waste time with not letting somebody know that you're grateful for them. Um, I So I, actually, I'm going to tell you a story. I'm not getting off the air yet. I'm going to tell you a quick story. I have a friend um, I went to high school with that um, he died in a car accident with his mom. His name was Terry Maloney. And, man, we were we were really good friends. And we played basketball in our backyard. I had a little half-court basketball court in my backyard in Oklahoma City. And, you know, we're playing the organizing basketball tournaments. And one day... I accidentally elbowed him in the mouth and broke his braces. And um, we got in a fight. He was pissed. I mean, I broke (laughs) – I hit him in the mouth. I would be mad too. But we got in this fight, and I remember my last words to him were to go F himself and a lot of other bad expletives that I wish I could take back. But I – that weekend – I had not talked to him. I had not made amends. I had not said I was sorry. But that weekend, he died in a car accident leaving um, a college party. And um, I'll never forget it. Like, I wasn't one of his best friends. But I was a good enough friend to call him a friend. And we hung out a lot. And, um, like, I never forgot that I was weeping nonstop at his funeral. And because I, it was like, I felt, like, responsible for it. So the point of that in telling you that is if you're pissed off at somebody, if you're angry at somebody, is it worth it to hang on to it? Is it worth it to poison your own soul? Is it worth it just to not say you're sorry? Is it worth it to give up or is it worth it to, you know, just say, I'm going to, I'm be too, is it worth it to be too prideful not to say you're sorry and try to make things right. Life is too short. My father died with a lot of things that were left unsettled. Don't be one of those people. Now's the time to start living the life that you were supposed to live. And now's the time to make amends with people you need to make amends with. And now is the time to reach out and tell someone that you love them that you haven't talked to in a long time. Go make it a great day, guys. Thank you so much for joining the show. See you guys. Xfinity Mobile is a new kind of network designed to save you money while streaming your favorite music, like that 90s jams playlist you've played 72 times today. It combines America's largest, most reliable 4G LTE with the most Wi-Fi hotspots. Get up to five lines of unlimited nationwide talk and text included with your Xfinity internet at no extra cost. All you pay for is data. Visit an Xfinity store or click now to see how much you can save with Xfinity Mobile. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity internet service. Equipment, taxes, fees, and other charges extra. Limited to two lines pending internet activation. 